You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast, where, of course... We talk about the Indiana Pacers. As always, my name's Tony East. I cover the team for Forbes and the West Indianapolis Community News. And today is officially our weekly show because a man who is back from vacation and is not expected to play in the scrimmages, Adam Friedman, is back to join me as my co-host. Adam, how's it going, man? Oh, going pretty well. I guess we're doing a unique weekly show since we're not, it's not Monday. Um, but <laughs> we're adjusting the schedule and everybody just did it for my mini vacation, I guess, like midweeks to midweeks. You got to take off your time before you're fully dedicated to the NBA for the next month of your life, right? Well, also, <laughs> I find I find I don't know about you, but typically just like midweeks, you have then you have two shortened weeks in between them, so it's like it makes things easier for work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, Adam, this is it. We did it. The last time we talked about a basketball game was the March 11th recap of the Celtics game podcast. Today is July 21st, and we are previewing actual basketball games. Can you believe that? So what are we, it's like four months on the dot almost? Yeah, that's a little over four months. So probably about uh, 130 days. I have not done the math, but that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you think that's crazy, imagine trying to play in these games after that much time <laughs> off. I mean, think about, I mean, we're already seeing some, some injuries and whatnot, but like just imagine how hard it has to be to basically have, like, be what three fourths the way through your season, almost in like prime shape. I mean, I, I don't. I think most players are obviously in great shape, but some players you get better. Draymond, think season. about Draymond. Well, I mean, I'm thinking like the only, what, what was the joke that wasn't Glenn Davis the only player to ever gain weight during NBA season? <laughs> the jokes. Yes, I know what you're saying. Like look at Jokic players, right now for an example. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of players also. I mean, they're in great shape, but they get even better shape because they're playing every third day or whatever. And that helps you get right. better shape, and they're kind of peaking around the March time, kind of trying to stay healthy and level off in a, in, you know, and now they've had like four months off and who knows where they're at. And they're trying to ramp up to a playoff level when they have, you know, with basically like a month of actual, you know, hard, hard on conditioning. Yeah. So today we're talking scrimmages. They're not, you know, they don't matter for wins and losses, but McMillan and players have been talking this week about how they're helpful for conditioning. They're helpful for chemistry. They're helpful for trying different combinations, right? Get You know, there's some injured guys, which we'll talk about in a second, that they'll have to work around, stuff like that. Uh, and a lot of evaluation, both for us as podcasters and writers, and of course, the team as a basketball organization. So where should we start here, Adam? I think, you know, that we've covered the Sabonis stuff on here. You haven't done that really, but I think that's a place to start is, you know, something to watch in these games is, is, you know, what happens at the center position or really power forward, I guess. Um, so who starts in his stead? And does Sabonis get to play maybe in the last game if he can uh, get his foot right fast enough? Yeah, I mean, we talked about before. He's the most important player on the Pacers roster. I mean, Yeah, so, most likely. I mean, if Vic plays, it's Vic. But if not, it's Sabonis. Well, I mean, I don't think we expect Vic to even play, what, more than 25 minutes a game? I mean, No, he's, but he's more important. I mean, he's not better. No, but Sabonis is going to play pro- – I mean – Ideally, if they're going to make a run, Bones have to play 35 minutes a game, and it's going to be kind of – Sure. Big. They're not going to do that in the regular season, but sure. No, no, but in a playoff game, he's going to be you know, most important. Playoff pressure is one of the things that kind of lingers. Remember, I remember it being a football injury. Oh, for sure. For sure. It just kind of like – I think it's a soft tissue problem, right? So it just it, – how do you like – it, it kind of either heals on its own or doesn't heal at all, and you're stuck with it for a while. I mean, it's just – it's, it's, like, it's like it hurts, but it doesn't – 
it's hard to explain. Like it doesn't like keep you out necessarily, but it can. Right, Milos Teodosic missed time. Clint Capella right after he got traded to the Hawks missed two weeks of it. But he, but before getting traded, Capella played through it, right? And Tim Duncan notoriously played through it. It's like so, like it's hard it, to say what it's gonna mean. Yeah, well, the severities to it, I think, is one. It's how right. much is your pain tolerance is two, and then it. The thing about it, I don't know if it, it's not going to cause other injuries. Not like one of those things where like, oh, you're going to end up with this, this, and this. Although you could end up distributing weight wrong and hurting your foot on the other leg, I guess. But um, it's one of those things that you just – you kind of see it better on its own. So you just have to be right. patient, and that can be an issue for a lot of – I mean, it's just being patient. Like, you might be better off not playing the regular season right now and just gunning it 100% better yeah. than actually trying to push it. Maybe it's one of those injuries that, like, every player says, like, oh, if it was the playoffs, I'd be playing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's one of those things, too. So Yeah, and he also – it depends, like, when he goes out there, how he feels, right? He could feel right. good for 20 minutes, step on it wrong, and then he feels like, like crap. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll limit his minutes, and that's a place we can start. Uh, so it's confirmed already by McMillan that he will not be playing – uh, in the first game for sure, and probably all three, although it's not confirmed for the second or third. There is five days between the first and third scrimmage, so I guess that's you know possible that he could be healed already. He was, again, walking uh, when they were singing to Goga at the end of his birthday practice, so he can walk. Uh, who knows how much that translates to anything. But you know, who do you expect? I mean, this is a weird position, right, because Jakar has a little bit of a lower back uh, bang up as well right now, right? So – who the heck's going to start? Who's going to play? I think that's something to watch for. And I don't know if that's going to, you know, seeing it in these scrimmages, if it's going to translate to the regular season, right? If Sabonis is ready, it doesn't really matter. But if this is a long-term lingering thing, then, yeah, it does matter who gets these minutes and, and how they look. Well, you think Angelique just goes small? Just I think that's a possibility. I definitely think that's a possibility. Right? You just throw Holiday in there? That'd how be obsessed is McMillan? With, because has there been a situation where – uh, Domas or Miles was hurt since McMillan really was obsessed with keeping the second unit together because I'm not sure because my initial guess was Jakar would start, right? Jakar is filled in uh, as the de facto backup for a lot of the season, right? He showed he's better than TJ Leaf, whatever. But yeah, Justin Holiday is clearly better and fits well with every lineup he's been in. So I wonder if they'll go Justin Holiday or not. Again, it's scrimmages, they don't matter. So maybe he'll experiment. And he did talk, McMillan did talk about different combinations and stuff like that. So who knows? Maybe he'll do some of both. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see who he chooses. Oh, I think there was two games Turner didn't play in, and that was the one before Vic came back and the one Vic came back in. And yep. I think Sabonis ended up playing like 40 minutes in both, basically. Oh, good. Yeah, Miles is going to be playing a lot in these games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll be the flip, right? you have to play Miles Turner a ton. Yeah, Miles will play a lot in these games, most likely. And I, I'm glad to see him as a lone center, see how those minutes look. Um just in general. But, yeah, it'll be good to see where he's at physically and stuff like that. Uh, is there anything else that really stands out of something you're watching? I, I have one more if you don't have anything. I'll keep bouncing to you, though. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll see if Vic plays in the scrimmage games and what yes. happens. Yeah, that, I mean, I think a, he's going to based off how things are trending. Yeah, it's like he is. We'll see how he like plays. He is. That kind of is mine. Mine is uh, a big thing to watch. I don't want to jump the gun too much because we'll get team-specific in a second. But we can finally talk butchers and stuff. It's been so long. Did we talk about the, the $3 billion issue? I don't think we did. Uh, no, we did not. I mean, I, we, I'm sure you've Certainly been on the Certainly the timing of the reports makes me think that that could be a factor, but I don't know. You know, I get what the NBA is doing. They need to sit kind of a hard line because they don't want players to show up and just kind of not Do exactly play. what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of players, I'm assuming, had kind of what we call maybe elective surgery or uh, 
preemptive surgery, right? Yeah. I mean, I get it because they don't. Oh, I'm not gonna have the full off season until like somebody like Bojan probably was like, well, what? He probably took out his head and said, well, I'm gonna need this eventually. There's not gonna be an off season if I don't get it now. They're not gonna be able to play next year and it's gonna screw me up next year and all that stuff. And I can't play at eighty percent. Um, Beal probably did something similar as well. But I don't know. I think that's interesting to watch. How many too. guys actually Those traveled guys. that admitted they weren't playing? I think and they're healthy. Like he's he's a very unique situation. I know I get why it's precedent, but it's a very unique situation. But yeah, I mean, I think that's something to watch because if they do agree to pay him his money without him playing, he might back out of playing. So yeah, to. that's certainly a possibility. I agree. But that's with just it. Not, I'm yeah, watching. Man. Yeah, that's something to watch. Uh, my my thing with Vic playing is. Well, and another one is Brogdon, but how do they fit together, right? This is the, this might be the healthiest they've been as a pairing since the Brogdon signing, which is crazy um, because Vic was never really healthy when they played together in February. And then in March, when he was getting better and looking healthier, Brogdon got hurt in this time. So, I mean, this could, this, I mean, there's scrimmages. So, again, it's, I cannot preface enough that these don't matter and the takeaways from this are minimal. But, I mean, I'm excited to see them at probably their healthiest, like, total health since Brogdon joined the team. Yeah, Brogdon looks pretty healthy. Did you see him driving that boat the other day? I did, and I, I like seeing him masked at practice. I think that's cool. Yeah. Well, I thought for I, – when I saw who was on the boat, which I think was like Warren was on it. I saw Alizé on it. TJ's, uh, Alizé, Brogdon, and Miles was there. Okay. Um, well, I just saw kind of a shadow of video. Um, I thought, of course, Brogdon is the one driving the boat. Because, <laughs> the responsible one. adult in the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's launched the Malcolm Brogdon Foundation today, by the way. Everybody goes yes, to his Twitter for that kind of stuff. Yeah, something with him specifically I'm watching, coming back, you know, obviously from having the virus as well as traveling. Well, he traveled with the team to the bubble, but he couldn't work out in Indianapolis, stuff like that. And he missed some of those first practices, right? What's his conditioning level like? We've talked about that a little bit. But uh, the first game, this Portland game, is only 40 minutes. So – McMillan basically just said, like, if you have a seven-minute stint, I'll cut it to five, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, what does Brogdon standing in the rotation look like in general? Does he stick with the starters and just has it cut down a little bit, or does he get pulled out a little earlier? I I don't – I'm just guessing. His conditioning could be totally fine. But, you know, that's something I'm monitoring. It's going to be bizarre, these scrimmage games. Totally bizarre. The weirdest thing ever. 40 minutes – and it's our first look at these crazy bench rules where, like, guys are masked and sitting really far apart well, and stuff. And they're playing, what, at 2.30 or 3.30? <laughs> it's 2.30 for you, I think. Yeah, it's 3.30 Eastern time on, on Thursday. Oh, weird. It is going to be weird. It is definitely going to be weird. I, all their games are kind of at – you know, they're not they're not early in the day, or I think the earliest game games at 4. But, yeah, that it's going to be weird in the middle of the day to just have the Pacers up on, like, a different screen somewhere. Well, it reminds me of when they went to in- – India, right? Didn't they play at like noon one of the days? Yeah. They I think both Euro days or something. That was, that well, was one awesome. of them was a Saturday, I think, so it didn't matter as much. One of them right. played at 8 a.m. on a Saturday been great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome um, to watch all this unfold. Uh, the injury report was updated from McMill, by the way. Miles' injury is a calf injury. Someone bumped it with a knee. So he might be out. I don't know. Uh, but Goga has barely practiced either, although I don't really know what his injury is specifically. So, could get a lot of TJ Leaf in these scrimmage games too, which is peak scrimmage game. But he's better at center than power forward, so we'll see. Yeah, you think, you think they keep score? That's a great question. I would assume so. I would assume so too, but I, just, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. They literally don't matter. Like, I think when you want you to watch for how they're allowed to interact with their team, how they deal with no crowd noise, things like that. Although, yeah, if, if someone looks too. like amazing or disastrous, I think that matters. But like. In general, I think they're just going to look like preseason games, basically. Also, I'm trying to think. Do you know? I'm assuming 
the broadcast is going to be just they're going to feed to a feed in a room where they do play-by-play, right? Yeah, Chris and Quinn will be doing it on the Pacers app from Indy. Are, are any of the TNT guys there? In TNT football? does have a crew. I think they just announced to us today uh, Reggie Miller's on that crew, um, but I forget are they, who. Are they doing it live or are they going to be somewhere else? I don't think any crew is there. Right? I think it's just 10 journalists are there, right? Reporters? Yeah, yeah. I know there's, uh, there's more than that. I think ESPN has 10 alone, and then there's like 12 others or something like that. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just like 10 writers, but not just TV. I don't know. I like, think that – I like, like Barkley's not there, right? Those guys No, no, he is not. He's not one of the – I'm assuming either. Marv Albert does not want to travel at his age. So, for me, the big ones are the front court rotation in general just because that's where all the injuries are. I think it's going to be important to pay attention to that, to both track injuries and see how guys look. Uh, Brogdon and Depot for different reasons. How do they fit both together and with the team in general? But, you know, per McMillan, everybody else is healthy, ready to go. Uh, so I think everybody else is just seeing, you know, what their fitness level is and if they look like they're ready for a season. So I think we're ready to get more specific, Adam. Yeah, I think we are. Let's take a break and we're doing it. We're previewing an individual game against an individual opponent. Let's talk some trailblazers. So, Adam, it's here. We're finally talking about a basketball game. And it just started pouring in Indy out of literally nowhere, and there's thunder in the middle of a podcast. So if you hear that in the background, I'm sorry, because it was not raining when I started. Yeah, the Blazers uh, destroyed the Pacers earlier this season off of Damian Lillard uh, in his MVP form. So I'm very excited to watch Damian Lillard again. Yeah, I mean, he should be pretty good at He should be. He'll be all right, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, the question (laughs) is... Do you remember that game? You know why that game was important? Besides that Damian Lillard had, what, 50 points, right? That was like the pre-Vic game, right? That was the last game pre-Vic? I think I mentioned it earlier in this podcast, actually. Oh, did you really? I think I did. Yeah, I remember that game pretty well uh, because of that. There's a lot of interest. That Pacers offense was amazing. Sabonis was ridiculous, but they lost. Uh, So our butchers are Dame, and I think that's an interesting place to start. I mean, we have to pick a different one, so we'll talk about other guys, but – an interesting place to start is Dame because, you know, Brogdon's conditioning level, Vic coming off an injury, and TJ Warren's defensive improvement, and Warren guarded Lillard the first time they played. I think something to watch for specifically in this game is who guards Dame, right? Who does Nate McMillan trust between those three guys to say, you guard the other team's best player? Hi, Brogdon, right? I would think so. That's what I said when I was uh, talking about the guards on Monday's show, is I think that barring like a very obscure mismatch, McMillan really likes to go like position to position, right? Yeah. Like one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three. That was confusing, uh, but you know what I mean. I think it'll be Brogdon too at first, but I don't know how well that'll work, right? Dame's really good side to side and can get him off balance really easily. So I, I don't know. Maybe they should try other guys and see how that goes. And Brogdon's not going to play the whole game, but I, I'm really interested to see how they, they try to defend him. Yeah, I mean – I don't know if they're going to want to switch to matchups up because you think about the size, then you're putting Vic on Anthony at the end of the day, maybe, right? Yeah. I mean, I, well, that's another thing for the Blazers, right, is the last time they played the Pacers, they didn't have Zach Collins or Yusuf Nurkic, and this time they'll have both of those guys, and they won't have Trevor Ariza. They're, uh, I mean, again, this game doesn't matter for standings, but the Blazers are a very different team in the bubble than they were last time they played the Pacers in, in general. Or am I missing a game? Didn't they play in Indy? Um, I feel like they did early in the year, but I, I could be wrong. I don't know I why I think that. Maybe I'm missing something here. But either way, this game sticks out my mind, so we have to use this one. Uh, so Noah Reza, right? So Melo could be playing the three, and then you have Warren on him. Or, 
you know, maybe like if Zach Collins starts with Nurkic or Mellows at the four and, you know, Anthony Simons is in there and then all of a sudden you've got a bunch of little guys and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that matches up. But without Sabonis, maybe that dictates who the last starter is. Is it match? No, you are you are missing a game. They did they played in late February with the full Baker roster. That was like one of their wins when they were actually playing good again, right? Yeah, yeah. Brogdon, the, 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 the normal starting it. five was there: Brogdon, Warren, Odipo. Oh, there we go. Look at me, idiot. Okay, well, <laughs> that's another game to look at. But I don't know why that game stands out so much uh, in Portland. I guess it's because it was the last game before Vic. Um, but yeah, yeah beating. Oh, I remember this now because it was like their first win against a decent team after the All Star break. That's right. And I mean, they weren't that decent. They were. Not, <laughs> I mean, they're the what twentieth best team in. Our See, this right is now. this is okay. I, this is all coming back to me now. This game actually made me think like, oh, this is how that's this starting five distribution could work, right? Because this, this one, Brogdon got hurt. Then Brogdon got then Brogdon get hurt in this game or the next game. No, Brogdon played this whole game. It was the next game. Now, do you remember, this game was Debo had 15, Sabonis had 20, Turner had 14, Warren had 15, and Brogdon had 17. It makes you like, oh, okay, like, yeah, that's how this is going to work. That's right. Yeah, they really spread it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, Blazer-centric stuff to be together. Normally, they would be a, a decent team to evaluate to bonus, right? They have Whiteside, Nurkic, and Zach Collins. That's basically three centers. It's a perfect team to see uh, Turbonis go against their centers. That's not going to be the case. Um, or that I guess that could be the case, but uh, that's not going to be the case with Sabonis out. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Pacers try to match up. If the if the Blazers go big for once, the Pacers on the opposite side of this, uh, as well as you know, if Mellow's at the three, do they put Warren on him? And if Mellow's at the four, who's chasing him around? It's going to be that's a super interesting cross matches in this game. Yeah, and I think too, it's going to be the benches. Right, we're going to a lot of minutes out of some back end guys in these games. Almost, we'll, I mean, that's also a thing to watch to see how much. I mean, how far do you want to go down? Like somebody like Al is there. Google's going to play decent enough because Spon's going to be out. But, well, uh, really, the the big thing for the Pacers all the time has been their bench just crushes the other team. And the Blazers' bench is the reason they're torn, whatever they are, bad this year, is their bench sucks and the Pacers is good. But, yeah, McMillan did say he's going to try out different combinations. And, again, if Sabonis it, it already not going means that, you know, maybe Miles doesn't go or Goga hasn't practiced, maybe he doesn't go, right? What is the Pacers bench? Is Alizé in there? Is TJ Leaf in there? Jakar? How does that all shake out? Does that because that's their advantage, right? In the win over the Blazers, the one in late February that apparently I just forgot existed, uh, the bench outscored them by like ten or more points when they had Aaron Holiday, TJ McConnell, and Justin Holiday out there. So without that group or with a modified version of the bench group that kills, how does that look against a good team like the Blazers? A well, I do wonder. If we see some kind of really young lineup to play a lot of minutes, something like Holiday, Sumner, Goga, Alize, maybe Leaf. I yeah, up time. Yeah, you don't want anyone to get hurt. No one's up to full shape, and the game's already shorter, right? It's only forty minutes, so yeah. I mean, it could. I mean, I'm not sure we'll see starters. What five minutes first quarter? Five minutes each quarter? Call it maybe, maybe. not even that. Maybe not even know. that. Five minutes. It's gonna each be really half hard first, to. I don't. I don't envy teams having to decide. Because they, they want to get guys to game shape, right? So an opportunity to give their starters 20 minutes of a game is appealing, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. That's tough. Because they already are dealing with all these soft tissue injuries for Brogdon, Jakar, um, right now, right? How, how do you reconcile that with you need to get these guys in shape? That's a tough balance. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's... Especially in a shortened 40-minute game. Especially in this first game where it's just going to be so weird. So weird. So strange. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I said, I think it's everything else interested in watching is how everything else goes in terms of broadcasting. They're not going to pump in sound. I don't think it sounds they like are. They are. Oh, they are going to pump in yeah. sound. Crowd noise pumped in, yes. Ugh, that's going to be terrible. I love it, dude. I've been watching the soccer, and it is great. Is it? I mean, the soccer. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you barely even noticed it's there. No, the only sport I've watched is, is IndyCar, to be honest, so far this summer. That's that you don't need fans don't noise because no you do not. I watched a lot of golf and soccer this summer and I'm super hyped for the start of baseball this week. Of course you are. You are the <laughs> only one in America. <laughs> Me and a lot of other people. No, I know um, baseball. Baseball should be interesting this year. But anywho, anyway. Adam, I don't need your belittlement of the best sport ever on the show. Yeah, I'm, I, I think this game will just because it's the first game too. Like a lot of excitement, jitters. It could look a little sloppy, but it's just gonna be like everything, taking it all in and digesting it, seeing how that matters for other games will be important for us as fans and people. Yeah, and I guess it'll be interesting to see. Are any are none of the major networks are broadcasting the games, right? Uh, no, not no Fox Sports until the regular season starts. Right. I mean, I'm interested to see how that works too where no no jj on the sidelines no yeah well jj's been on all these uh the press calls this week so i'm sure he'll have some cool jj-esque segments with some of those media answers i'm sure he gets a little more access than most he definitely does uh sideline guys have a have yeah, like how are they going to do that? Like halftime silent interview. Like, is it going to be like, <laughs> like, like, like somebody brings out? TJ like, McConnell a, runs out into a Zoom interview, like out in the hallway, or like, I guess they they could do more like in studio highlight stuff. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, it's going to be weird because like remember it's always like in game things. How are they going to do? Well, that? I bet for the scrimmages, a lot of the content and probably the first couple regular season games too is going to be like, what was this guy doing during quarantine? And what was this guy doing? Oh yeah. That'll be a lot of it. I bet that will be a lot but of how it. How do they get the B roll for a lot of this stuff? Because it's the like, Pacers are providing it. Yeah. But like the players haven't, they're like, I mean, I guess they have like social media videos of players. Yeah. It, they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll be a ton of miles on social media videos. No, it's their right. job. They'll be fine. Yeah. You're right. That's I am good. interested though. Like uh, how they do that. The halftime presser though. You're totally right. That'll be funny. That would be interesting. I mean, it's been interesting from the start. And this is in baseball too. Is right. They can kind of control who goes to the media. So like, like didn't like Gian Carlson like basically hit to knock on the head with, the, and they didn't let him go to the media basically for like a week. Yeah, like that. So it's like not. There's, there's gonna be a lot of like not inside scoops. Or it's gonna be held to those ten guys. No, and from a media perspective, like I'm really glad that Pacers are letting us talk to players and stuff. But it's harder to like get. The real scoop and story when you can only ask one question per conference. Yeah. I don't know how that'll translate to halftime interviews and stuff like that. Because when you're not right there, it's a lot different. But we'll see. Either way, who's your butcher? I mean, we can't both pick Dame, so I'll let you go first, and I will talk about someone else. Well, I don't think, Dame not playing is why they won the second matchup. So I don't think Dame plays very much. I think you're lower on the minutes total for these guys than I am. I think they're going to play a little more. Could we see a lot of like – uh? Well, let's see, Zach Collins hasn't played in God knows how long, right? He's played all season. The whole has he played this season? He played like yeah, two, it's three games. games. Three games. I don't know. I mean, I guess Lillard. I'm a, I, I'll, I'll go with Lillard because you want to talk about somebody else. So go ahead. Yeah. How many points can Lillard score in a forty-minute game? <laughs> uh, let's see. He's averaging twenty points over thirty-six. Let's see. His per thirty-six. So he is twenty-eight point two. So if he plays every minute, he could put up around thirty. But. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? CJ McCollum is good, but he's not mine. I mean, a lot of, not that he's like feeding off of Dame, but he gets a lot of help from that. 
Uh, I might go Nurkic. This is his first game of the season, so maybe he'll play a very small amount. But an engaged Bosnian center, he is a beast, man. He is a tank. So uh, he's really good. He'll give Turner fits just because of the kind of players that give Turner fits. So uh, Nurkic, guy to watch out for. Although, again, it is his exact first appearance of the season, so who knows how good he'll be. X-Factor, wow, we're so rusty on the game previews. I feel like I'm just like no transition throwing out words. Um, X factor in this game is injury. Nobody <laughs> there, so. Boo. You can only pick the bench in, in this one or against the Mavs and you just go injuries. It's lame. You're right. right no one get, no one get hurt. I don't know. Fine. I'll pick, I'll pick X factor wise is the bench of the D well, back bench. Should uh, we pick a unique X factors for these scrimmages? Because like wins and losses don't count. I mean, we can. You know what I mean? Like, we always talk about, oh, this player gives the other team the best chance to win, and this guy gives the Pacers the best chance. Well, injuries are all three of my. Or, or can, can, my, can my X factor be the fact of how does the broadcast go? Does it go smoothly? Is it interesting to watch? I think it'll be interesting to watch either way. It's a basketball game. No, I know, but I mean, I'm just. There's going to be some, there's gonna be some issues with this, the way it's set up. With the interest I don't know, man. They've been, like, I just was talking about the zoom conferences like they've gone very smoothly and well i feel like so far yeah no but they'll just be the usual like rush it's not a live thing i, I get it like a yeah. whole sorry it is live but i mean like a whole broadcast yeah well like is there even a longer delay so like if somebody's tweeting about the game is there like a 20 second delay now because <laughs> right because they're, they're delaying to the play-by-play to the tv so it's like this like seven seconds each way yeah that's okay. true yeah. we'll see my uh on court x factors tj warren uh, because the Blazers, for as much as we like seeing Melo actually playing good in the NBA again, no Ariza, and Ariza was already their only good wing defender. So, I mean, he will be guarded by no one useful or, or good on defense. So I think Warren could have a huge game to kick off the bubble. Dude's all about basketball, in great shape. He's ready to go. I think he's going to be uh, look good in this game and give the Blazers the best chance to win. Not that it matters, but... Yes, you are right that the, all the ironing out all the uh, the little things uh, broadcast wise, as well as injuries and rotation stuff, is much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Should we move on to the Mavs game? We should move on to the Mavs after we take a little break. All right, I do know these guys only played once this year, right? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right before the I, shutdown, the, Tony. It's been so long. I, you're just, I know. I I I get a pass for being rusty. I feel like. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> It'll go away quickly. You, I can't you believe I forgot an entire Blazers I, game. I rely on you to be the rock of the show. I am wrong, What? How am I forgetting this game? Oh, my gosh. Porzingis was amazing. It was right after Vic came back. He was coming off the bench. I do remember they had. Oh, my God. They did play twice. You're right. <laughs> this <laughs> is was... embarrassing. All right. Well, we are as – you know what? My uh, my memory has a soft tissue injury from this quick ramp up to, to – Oh, my gosh. Shut up. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember that Luca didn't play the first time, right? And they, and they lost and then Luca did play and they won in Dallas. So super confusing, uh, group of results. But didn't Porzingis not play the second time? Uh, correct. Correct. Yes. Porzingis had like 38 this time. No, he did. He did. He played the second time. He just missed every shot. He was three for 17. So he might as well. That's right. He just bricked up. Yeah. And they still barely won. But he, okay. It's some love averages shit because the first time he was like, Nine for nine from th- – I'm making that up. He was 10 of 20, 6 of 13 from three for 38 points. And he shot a ridiculous nice. number of threes, 38 points that first A very night. nice night, yes. Yeah, he played very well. That's why the Mavs were able to steal one on the road. And Vic was super injured. Uh, the second time, yeah, Vic was really good in that fourth quarter to lead them to a super fun win. I mean, he only finished with 16 points, but 
I mean, what was it? All of them in the second half, basically? Oh, only half of them. Well, never yeah, mind. he had that really nice. All eight through. in the fourth quarter, though, yeah. of his second half points. So, uh, yeah, this one will be fun. A full-length game, right? So we might get a bit more of a semblance of the rotation McMillan is thinking about using in games. I don't expect it to be any different necessarily than what they used in the regular season unless Vic doesn't play. But, you know, it could be given guys are injured and guys' conditioning level is different. And maybe they expand it to give Goga minutes every game if he's healthy. I'll be curious to see how that all shakes out. And I think this game will be the first opportunity to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, and this will probably be the closest kind of dry run test. To his wrestling game, I think. Just you don't think they're – yeah, do you think the third game will be like the last NFL preseason games where they just do nothing? Oh, I mm. – You know what I mean? Like maybe the Spurs game, they just punt and give the youth the minutes. Yeah, I guess. that It's – I think it depends on how they look in practice too, right? Yeah. I mean – Yeah, that's true. The NFL, they do that because they don't want them to be like tired. They want to get like an extra week of like rest because it's like that's super important in the NFL. It's hard to cover in a week anyways already. Basketball, I don't know if they need that as much. That's fair. It might that's, be. That's fair. But right then, this this is game, what, Sunday or Saturday? This game is Sunday. So that gives them a week, basically, until the next, right? Roughly, I mean, it's like... Yeah, they have they have uh, Thursday, and then t- big gap, Sunday, small gap, and then a huge gap till their first game. So yeah. maybe they go hard, like, the outside two games. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't know. This, this is big interesting. But you're right, this will be a first kind of kind of kind of dry run at least. Right. And but no Sabonis makes it impossible to truly say, right? Because he always subs Sabonis out. McMillan is he here. Always subs Sabonis out first with the intent of getting him with the second unit. Well, if you know if Jakar, Leaf, or whoever is getting well, him. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna assume Sabonis is gonna miss some of the games. Wow. Kind of I mean, I'm just assuming that I, I just don't know. I'm not like like I totally get why Plantar Fasitis makes that a possibility. I'm not belittling it as an injury. It's very painful and keeps guys yeah. up for a long time but but none of the indications we've gotten from mcmillan make it seem like it'll be that long but it, it could be totally could be i totally get yeah. what that injury is and capella missed a lot of time with it so i understand but yeah I, don't know. I can't tell it's like the regular season's still basically two weeks away i mean i'm just being not very optimistic it's just right now oh i understood understood i don't know I, I don't know we'll have to see i think we'll figure out closer to the time uh either way yeah, we'll see who plays in his stead and what their minutes shake out to be, right? Who gets a little more? Because if he does miss time in the regular season, like you're uh, saying is a possibility here, and it is a possibility, uh, you know, that then this will still be telling, right? What rotation are they going to use in his stead? How much more, more does, you know, maybe Goga play with the second unit? Or, you know, does Jakar get a lot more burn and Goga plays about the same? Who knows? I mean, there's a, there's a decent amount of options. Yeah. Um, Mavs are a bad team for this to happen against, though, because KP can just shoot yeah, away. Yeah, I mean, butcher-wise, it's either KP or uh, Luca, right? No, it's Luca for sure, but... Well, no. <laughs> KP is really good. KP scored 38 points in a game with Major I mean, he's Yeah, but Luca didn't play. He probably wouldn't have scored in the in the 30s if Luca played, right? Yeah, but it, but I don't know. <laughs> Porzingis was really good this Luka's year. Luca's like already a top six or seven NBA player. He is. Yeah, but Porzingis is in the top. I don't know. What you want 25. to put it like? He's good. I don't. I don't want to say Porzingis is good. Porzingis. Well, it's is- kind of like saying in a game, right? You say X X factor, right? Is Steph Curry every game? But like Clay Thompson also could have forty five points. Yeah, either. that's yeah. The Pacers exactly. know damn well what Clay Thompson can do. Like it, I, I get like it's obvious that Luca is the best player, but he could sometimes not be the X factor. It could be Porzingis. Luca could score forty. They could still lose, but if, right. It, 
happened last time. Lucas scored 36 points, but we're going to shot three of 17. That's why you I know who sneakily killed the Pacers this year is Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, he had like 30 the first time. 25 like points in uh, what appears to be the first game and then 30 in the second game. And he yeah. shot very well both times. Well, he's sneakily a really good number three. Yeah, I think this the is the role player. for him, right? He's been kind of overcast in Atlanta and New York. I think this is yeah. – well, and Rick Carlisle makes players Yeah, but if he's your third or fourth best player and leading kind of maybe a bench unit even, you're you're a good team. I mean, that's that's a good yeah, sign. I it's think good, that. He's your number one, you're screwed because he's not a number one player. But he's the top – I mean, I'd put him probably – he's probably what, on a TJ Warren level, maybe a little bit below that, but like on that kind of level. Yeah, he, yeah definitely. So There's both guy, games, both yeah. of these games – well, TJ Warren actually didn't play against the Mavs the first time. But anyway, all that to say, Aaron Holiday actually started both times. And I think there's enough of a size disadvantage there. And Tim Hardaway's smooth. And Aaron Holiday's defense, kind of like Brogdon's, like laterally isn't super solid. So that's why I think he's been killing. I mean, he'll still be going against a hobbled or, you know, low whatever um, fitness level guard. But I think that's a big factor in him going off too is, is the size advantage he's had on Aaron holiday. Like Jeremy Lamb played the three, the first time these guys played. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of leading me to my X factor. Go ahead. Well, I think it's Vic because it sets up a much better defensive one, two than it's been previously. It does. Definitely. I agree uh, with that. No, Courtney Lee's low key important for the Mavs. I mean, he's a, a decent wing guy. I think he's out for the year. Indie guy. I should know this better. Um, that sounds right. I mean, that. Yeah. I, so like, I, I was I was looking at the injury report. Yes, just he is like, calf. He is out for the season. I was right. I knew. But that. like, I didn't know what any of it means because like, I'm talking about Zach Collins being out for a while, but it's like in March. So like, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Airing. Yeah, it's like Brogdon's probably still on the quote unquote NBA. That last update report. I saw was March 13th. Yeah. So that'll be something to monitor too. The Mavs are just like a solid scrimmage team to me, like because they can beat you in so many ways. It'll be interesting to see like what holes the Pacers have. Right, like against Portland, it's like, yeah, Damon CJ are going to be your holes, right? They're just good. But against the Mavs, Carlisle, familiar guy, you'll see, okay, they're, they're getting beat by this thing or they're not ready for this thing or whatever. I think that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing with them is that Carlisle is uh, – Awesome. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> another part is how much does the – like how much does actually like show off in these scrimmage games, right? Like in the preseason, they don't really run anything, right? Remember – you kind of telling me that, and us being kind of concerned that wasn't any, they weren't doing anything different the preseason. They brought out some new stuff for regular season, so I wonder if they did the same concept. Well, they, right? they talked about some zone, maybe working on some zone stuff. Oh, you mean running? I can't like remember really if it crazy. was working against zone or with zone or something. I don't know, but he's looking forward to zone practicing with zones. So maybe we see some different stuff there. But yeah, I agree. I agree. It won't be a lot of cap tipping, but it's different. It's not actually preseason, right? Teams know what other teams are running at this point. Yeah, I mean, but there is something. I mean, if you're a good coach, you get four months off, you're probably thinking of something else to do. Yeah. Real, right? I mean, touche. That's um, like a part of it. Yeah, my X Factor, uh, this is my bench game. <laughs> Not that the Mavs bench isn't good. The Mavs actually do have some quality bench players, but uh, no Courtney Lee, no Willie Colley Stein. They're a little weekend, week, weekend, weekend on the second unit. Good opportunity for the Pacers bench to. Get some groove together, and just in general, because this is a full-length game, and we'll get closer to a semblance of a normal rotation. I'm curious to see the second unit without Sabonis, right? How? I mean, obviously, we know he's super important to how that group performs, but how much so? How much could it matter in the regular season if he misses time? That's what I'll be looking out for. Yeah. Um, 
Like, like we said, he's the most important player on on, on the roster. That's what, you, like you said, um, uh, implied. Yes. Well, <laughs> we we've we've said it a few times that like his, if he plays like crap, they're not. They have no shot of winning. I mean, that's, I agree. I agree. But there, you have about Unless four Miles players. shoots like a hundred percent from. Well, so I was in a, I mean, so there was one of the math I'm looking at. Miles around like 147 offensive rating. I mean, like the best in the team he played. GG. He was win. the second one. He was huge in the second half of, the second, of their win. In yeah. Dallas, I remember right. He had a couple big threes late. I remember right. Like he just played really, really well that game. Um, like, is there any outside he comes out? And he just is like amazing for a couple of games and kind of like that'd be huge. Yeah, but really then, then you, then you, the real problem comes out. Let's see, Spoelstra doesn't play the first thing. Grant Turner has like eighteen and twenty-two or every twenty a game. Then Spoelstra comes back and Turner goes back to like ten a game. And it's like, oh, they don't fit. Blah blah blah. This again. Yeah, so, you almost don't want him to do that well with Adam. You still need to do what to actually win. So. Well, hey, that's uh, that'll be a nice podcast topic for us if something like that happens. Yeah, we're gonna have to <laughs> talk about that some more. I mean, we've we done a little bit, but man, it's gonna become the intrigue this whole next. It's gonna be hard to balance. Well, Is this yeah. enough of a sample to make any sweeping additions to the takes you already had? Versus, you know, oh my gosh, this or that is happening unexpectedly. I also just just want to see if there's like a couple of guys who got routine to shoot like an ungodly low percentage, like twenty. Yeah. Yeah, remember the Garbage like, or like it's ridiculous, but no defense. Uh, the like the Rockets missing however many threes in that one game, uh, twenty seven in a row. Like, who's to say that we don't get there and like, I don't know, some junk random team, not junk, but like the Grizzlies. Like, what if the Grizzlies are like a sixty percent three point shooting team in their eight games? Like, all of a sudden they're like the seven seed or some shit. Like, it, it's such a small sample that one team just being ridiculously hot could be crazy. So I have uh, been on vacation for five days. I just want to make sure. Has Harden joined the bubble yet or not? Harden is in the bubble. Yes. Okay, but Westbrook still obviously is. Westbrook just got there, has not practiced yet, I believe. Okay, so he's top positive positive coronavirus or whatever? He did test positive, and he is now in the bubble. He finished his at-home quarantine. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think – I was just I curious. Think I didn't think everybody is now there or traveled there, but, like, some guys left, right? Like Zion left, Patrick Beverly left. Or uh, Montreal left. Montreal left. Montreal Harrell left. Right, right, right. So, yes, uh, I think everybody was like important at least. Who's supposed Do they have to, to isolate for 14 days or eight? When they get there, it's 10, but I think it's only 10 in like the worst case scenario where they like went out of so, country like, or something. When does Zion have to return to be able to play? Because you're getting pretty close to a deadline where it doesn't return. Uh, like probably a couple next three days. Probably. Right, because they because they they're an opening night team too. Right, they don't really. Have, I mean, they have to win all eight games to have any shot. Like not all eight, but like six. Yeah, eight, yeah seven they have to play eight, pretty well. To, have a uh, job. Yeah, I don't know what their gap is with the Grizzlies, but yeah, they have to play pretty well. Yeah, so, should be fascinating, Adam. I'm really excited for the scrimmages. We didn't predict these for our season previews, but uh, not that it matters. What do you do? You think they win both of these, either of these, one of these? I mean, it, again, uh, these are so. Are they able to keep these score? Are you sure they even keep them score? I think they. I don't know. I, I think they no wouldn't idea. want to lose the other. I don't care who they beat. I no idea. They could lose both and it wouldn't matter. They win both it wouldn't matter either. I agree. <laughs> Unless they're like kicking everyone's ass. I don't think I'm going to walk away from these. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that, to be honest. Changed confidence Zero. in anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, tomorrow's show, um, Lockdown Blazers host will be here. We'll talk some Blazers and get a little more nitty gritty on this game. Uh, should be fun. Mike Richmond, he's great. Works for uh, NBC Sports up in Portland. So looking forward to that. Adam, on Friday, we'll break down all the action for the first game. And then next Monday, we'll 
come back with the weekly show, talk about these scrimmages. But yeah, it's officially game mode on this show. We get to talk about actual games, what they mean. And I'm really excited about that, Adam. Uh, we didn't have to go to the cereal box level of content, but we oh were. Oh my God, you are. You just keep bringing up our worst moments. <laughs> Couldn't you just be kind and be like, hey, how about All the right. time we did that really cool fan calling thing where everybody <laughs> called it? Which actually the was fan call-ins cool, are cool, but those were, the, those were the hardest shows to coordinate. Oh, they were a pain in the ass to edit, but they were they good. Really they were. Were Really um, I would like to like, thank ESPN and The Last Dance for having an entire Pacers episode well, for helping. What do we? Game. What do we do last offseason? Just figure it out each week, basically. I feel like uh, we no, because they added a million free agents. It was just easier for us to. But like in September, we were still lacking. I thought September, we get the phone call. We and be like, all right, out. what are we doing? We figured it out. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about a different new free agent every week. This summer, we'll be well, like, they added a second round well, pick you've never heard of. This year, there's going to be so much content from basically now until. The start of the next season, right? Like, yeah, we'll only up. we'll only have trouble if that's even the right word. Like coming Thanksgiving up with week stuff in like November, because every other month there'll be stuff. And, and even and November, those, we can just do football five minutes for a, a fake. Well, in one of those weeks, we'll just Thanksgiving, so we'll take a little bit of a yeah, yeah, anyways. yeah. This lockdown Pacers is loaded until twenty twenty one. Adam, we're set. Yeah, we're set. Stick with us, awesome the pandemic, and hopefully to the other side of it next year. Tomorrow's show is going to be an official game preview. I'm really excited. I know I keep talking about how we're back to normal. We aren't officially back until the Pacers hit the court, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at Locked On Pacers to see every time we post a show. Follow Adam at FreedomAdam5 and me at T East NBA. That is all for today's show, and we will see you tomorrow.